what's going on, man? Juice Box Podcast right here. 2020 still on that bullshit. You already know I'm going to talk about the Tory Lanez situation. Uh, congratulations to you fucking Lakers fans. Lakers are going to the finals. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And the uh, fake-ass protest that niggas did. Of course, we're going to talk about the main topic that's been uh, going on is voting. You understand the importance of voting, to vote, not to vote. But let me go ahead and get my sponsors out the way. Kayla Fox, House of Beauty. Make sure you go ahead and check her out on Instagram at Kizzy, K-I-Z-Z-I-E underscore L-A-F-O-X, okay? Also, Chef Kane, owner of the Dinner Club. He's been killing uh, the summertime as far as doing these uh, recipes and doing these um, cooking videos on YouTube and on his channel, so make sure you go ahead and check that out at thedinnerclub.com. And I cannot, I will not forget about oiabrand.com. Make sure you go ahead and check out the website. We got some masks up for the fall winter. We got some new things coming in, so make sure you go ahead and check out oiabrand.com. Before I get into this nigga Tory Lanez, before, before I get into that, there, there's a couple of things, you know, that's that's gone down these couple of weeks that I just personally, you know, just wanted to address. R.I.P. Chad Hardwick. R.I.P. to the Black Panther. Real shit, because I'm not going to lie, was not a fan. Was not like a big Chad Hardwick fan. Um, I'm not really, you know, too big on movies or anything like that, but I definitely did see Spike Lee's um, The Five Bloods, and it would take... Uh, his character in the Five Bloods to kind of win me over. I definitely love the character that he played. Spike Lee is my um, favorite director. He's somebody that I could watch his films a thousand times. And the Five Bloods, the character that Chad Hardwick played in that movie uh, was great. Um, And it made me feel as though I have been missing out on his talent for so long. And then of course, you know, I guess like a couple weeks not even a couple of weeks, like a couple months after the movie's released, he passes, and um, I don't know, I'm not going to say like most, but like some people, when I saw, um, I think it was a video that he did, some type of social media video where he looked very thin, and I assumed it was maybe for a role or something like that, and then when I saw the five bloods, I was like, oh, okay, maybe he was preparing himself for that role, but R.I.P. to him definitely because what he meant, what the Black Panther meant to the black culture and what it meant to so many uh, young children, uh, young guys. I don't know if, I don't know about all the superhero history, but I can't recall any superheroes or even actors that played superheroes that um, died uh, during the height of their career when people were looking up to them the most. And I know for a lot of young black men, I mean, young black children, you know, they definitely looked up to his character in Black Panther. And definitely, I I couldn't imagine a child being like, damn, you know, my favorite superhero just died. So uh, RIP to him, definitely. That that was something that was really sad um, that went down. Also, oh yeah, you know I'm gonna talk about the WAP video. I love it. I love the song. Everybody was, what, I think the hardest thing for me was, was when I, the video came out and 
I was trying to discuss it with certain friends, multiple friends, only certain people, you know, but not every male that I spoke with had just a flat out view of those with two girls looking sexy, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, laying on snakes, talking about wet vagina. It was none of that. It was, I actually was getting some overanalyzed responses. I'm like, hey man, you know, you seen that new wet video? Man, I just feel as though the way them two young ladies are projecting themselves, you know, the outlook that it's given to the young women of today. Nigga, what? You know, 90%, I remember when I was coming up as a young girl, 90% of the rap videos uh, had ass in them, booty shaking, coochie popping. We all remember BET After Dark. We all did. We all stayed up and watched it. All right. Tip Drill had the premiere on it. BET Uncut, it was it. Honestly, I feel like if they bring that back, BET would be better as a network. But that's neither here nor there. But, you know, a lot of the rap songs were about asses, you know, whistle while you twerk, salt shaker, uh, back that ass up. I could go on and on and on and on. And I'm not even going to go as far as some people's opinion was. It's ridiculous. Finally, when two women start talking about, then people want to judge them. I didn't even think it was that. I just kind of think we're in one of those situations where mm, if I can't get that kind of pussy, I don't want to hear you talk about it. I'm not even thinking it's just men. I think it is starting to become a... A nice group of people out there who have a problem with overly confident women who are extremely confident in their bodies. Clearly, they're extremely confident in their sex, and they don't want to hear them talk about the shit. Me, I definitely enjoyed it, loved it, <laughs> loved the video. Um, I- I'm sorry, I just had to give this video a couple moments of my time. Anything special that I wanted to point out? No. Maybe I've watched it about 60 times. I love Cardi B. Um, shout out to her for using a Baltimore Club classic, Holes in This House. Frank Ski, a legend, yes. Okay, that is a Baltimore classic for those who do not know. And my favorite part of this song is when they be like, now get your boots and your coat for this. I do like this little slow, little Tootsie Roll part there. So shout out to Cardi B for uh, putting the video like that together. I loved it. Shout out to her for coming back strong. Of course, right now, everybody is talking about, I mean, I don't think everybody is talking about, but the blogs put out that her and Offset are going through a divorce. And honestly, Offset is having a fucked up ass year. Offset ain't been having a a, a good season. Migos, in my opinion, aren't really doing too well. As far as the music scene, there's issues between them and quality control, uh, their marketing group or whoever's representing them. Also, Offset now depends on what blogs you follow. If you know, you know. Lil Baby Crew had to slap the shit out of Offset. They jumped him. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, research that. That is true. Offset got slapped up by Lil Baby's crew. If you notice, that's why they ain't had a song with them. How they on the same label? I ain't heard no, you know, songs with them as a group. That I need a joint. That could have been something with Lil Baby on there. They ain't promote his music, no nothing. Offset been caught, you know, cheating about twice this year, suspected. 
So I guess Cardi B just got sick and tired of it. She got the baby culture. The, seems like she's a, a beautiful gift to, to leave with from some, a situation like that. You know, Cardi called me. She probably done with dog skins. Dog skins with dreads. She probably done with us now. Thank, thank you, Offset. Thank you very, 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 very much. All right. So I talked about the Lakers fans. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys your credit. Shout out to you guys for making your way to the finals um, this year, dealing with these fucking weak-ass bubble games. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to give the bubble games too much credit. You know, you know, Kyrie Irving's not playing. I, I, I just feel like what Kyrie Irving was trying to do should have been acknowledged. Now, before I go fully into that and why it should have been acknowledged, uh, like I said, congratulations to the Lakers. I am not even against the Lakers winning the championship. One, because, I mean, for marketing reasons, it's going to be all over the internet that the, the spirit of Kobe and this was for Kobe and whatever the case may be. This nigga LeBron did shit for Kobe. He's, he's, he's not doing it for him. But I love um, AD, Anthony Davis. I definitely think he is playing his ass off this year. Um, I definitely would love to see him get a ring at this young age. Dwight Howard is somebody um, that I definitely think deserves the ring. He's not one of my favorite players, but I definitely think what he's bringing to the Lakers, I would love to see um, him pick up a ring. So I'm not anti-Lakers getting the ring. I'm just not a LeBron fan. You know, I don't like when things come easy, and I think these bubble games, I think the bubble games could have been avoided. I think the bubble games was something that the NBA players could have really, really used as bait to kind of be a great protest. Now, Kyrie Irving had linked up with some um, other basketball players. I guess in secret, Chris Paul was a part, A.B. Bradley, uh, who else, DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, a couple of people. And, you know, the conversation was, we shouldn't play in the bubble games. We should kind of make a push for justice and really, really try to um, see if we can make some type of change here. And the, the funny part to me was that it was in the media and then it just kind of fell away. Nobody really wanted to talk about it anymore. It was like, listen, if we're going to play, we're going to play. LeBron tweeted that he wanted to play. So NBA season starts. Cool. But then Jacob Blake gets shot, an uh, unarmed black man who was shot multiple times in his back. And the NBA attempted a one-day protest. And it was taken seriously for that one day. Now, I don't want to get into the layers of why I think um, the protest in the bubble games, not participating in them, what it would have affected, what change it would have brought. A lot of the players are shouting out justice for Breonna Taylor, who before, you know, think the case was not necessarily the case, but before they made a settlement with the state, you know, that situation was very much in limbo. Nobody had been arrested. Nobody had really been charged. And it was still kind of under investigation, even if they felt like investigating something like that. And I really think that that protest in the bubble games would have helped if not possibly bring some answers or results to the Breonna Taylor situation, it would have definitely brought some attention to what seems to be important to the NBA players, which would have been the lives of the unarmed black people that have been shot by officers. Now, the WNBA, they are doing what they do. They came out there with the shirts. They were making a statement. But the crazy thing about the WNBA 
doing something like that is they can't afford it. They can't afford to lose endorsements. They have no money. But shout out to the women in the WNBA who are leading the charge and protesting on and off the court. And you also have, I mean, it seems like some of these players are in a bond. And what they are doing are, some of them are doing a lot of community work. Kyrie Irving is killing the community work during the COVID season. But a lot of them are also using their social media platforms to push people to vote. And a little bit later on in the podcast, we're going to talk about um, voting. You know, how does it benefit you? You know, what do you think about it? Should you should or should you not? But I got to talk about this nigga Tory Lanez. What the fuck? So, of course, everybody knows the alleged story. Apparently, uh, Kylie, I mean, um, Megan Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez, uh, another person, were at Kylie Jenner's house at a pool party. Everybody was having a good time. I mean, according to the Instagram videos that they were posting, it seemed like a good kind of platonic time. Tory Lanez has been having one hell of a year during the pandemic with his quarantine radio, also with his advocacy, online advocacy for black women, apparently. And um, just, I mean, he's been putting out pretty good music as well. So it seemed like, you know, nobody really jumped to the conclusion that he was fucking any of them. It was just like, Tory Lanez is hot right now. He's hanging out with Kylie Jenner, Megan Thee Stallion. Go him. Night goes wrong. Megan gets shot. Then it becomes this uh, doubt. So they do. I don't know why nobody has fucking brought this shit up. There's police footage of Megan with her hands in the air backing up to the police uh, as they're commanding her to come to them. And her fucking foot is bleeding. But originally when the story came out, there was these... Uh, people disputing whether or not she was shot in the first goddamn place. And I think part of that was because she was still uh, not too active on social media, but posting some things. The WAP video came out not too long after that. She had did, I believe it was the BET performance. So some people started questioning, I mean, did the bitch really get shot in the foot? What's going on? Now I don't understand. The friend was actually on her, via her social media. She had been asked, was she the person that shot Tory Lanez? Means that shot Megan Thee Stallion. Now, what's funny to me is people, like, I don't know if they don't want to put together the context clues or it's like, you know, uh, Tory Lane's music is like on Michael Jackson level. I don't fucking get it. There's three niggas in the car. One of the niggas is her best friend. There was a dispute, possibly. Let's say, let me, let me take that part of it because that's supposed to be alleged. Let's just say what the facts was presented. Megan Thee Stallion was shot in the foot. Tory Lanez was arrested for being in possession of a gun. Now, the, the, the most interesting part about all this was Megan Thee Stallion had to reveal that she just did some real bitch shit and niggas did not even recognize it. And I recognize it for people who have been in uh, dramatic relationships, you know, so they get a little too far. You know, nobody say you know, police get caught, stuff like that. Somebody hold you down, gun in the car type situation. Your girl don't say nothing. You can recognize it. It seems simple to me. It seemed as though she was injured by Tory Lanez. And honestly, I didn't think she was thinking about Tory Lanez. I thought she was thinking more so about herself and what it would did to her reputation if the story ever fully got out or if she went into facts and details about what happened. Because then, like, you know, niggas might find out you fucking with Tory Lanez. That's what the fuck. 
Now your business out there. So she allowed it to, you know, allow the web to kind of speak speak for her in the sense of she has hot new music out. She seems to be doing pretty great. But then it seemed like uh, the way she responded in the video, it seemed like it had been eating at her for a little bit with the comments via social media was about the legitimacy of the story of whether or not she was really shot and the possibility of whether Tory Lanez had shot her or not. So Megan Thee Stallion goes on the internet and she confirms that he shot her and gives a little bit, not too much into the story, but just confirms that mainly. And her anger that he was using social media, uh, bots are real people. People do that. People are getting paid. People get paid to tweet from fake pages and all these bullshit pages or build pages to make them seem real, to tweet positive shit about a subject or whoever the fuck is putting money in their pocket. So she got fed up. Had to speak about the fact that she has no support system. Her parents has passed, you know, her parents passed away. Grandmother, she's out here on her own. She was thinking these people were her friends she could trust. Still not confirming whether they was fucking or not, but just confirming that he was the one who shot her out of anger. So, one, I'm assuming, I just assumed that when she started doing that, people, of course, were going to call her a snitch. That's just the society we live in now. Dang, yo, why she saying something? That's crazy. She just out here snitching. One, we have talked about in the 6 9 episode what the definition of snitching is. Snitching is being a participant in the activity acting like you a gangster, acting like you down with everything, all this bad shit, and then when some bad shit happens around you, or you do some bad shit, then you're just like, oh, I don't have nothing to do with it, and then you can tell on everybody else who had something to do with it instead, that's snitching, that's, that's that, not being a victim, stop comparing victims to snitches. There's no reason for, unless she, now this is the thing, people like, unless she put her hands on him, unless she blah, 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 blah. I'm not even gonna say that. Hell no. Unless she pulled out a gun, unless she had a bippy in her purse and pulled that bitch out and pointed it in his face like she was gonna shoot him first, there's no reason for him to shoot her. Cause I ain't gonna lie, if she pulled a gun out and act like she was gonna shoot me, I would've shot the bitch too. But no. No, nothing about that. So the other clue that people seem to ignore that Tory Lanez was extremely quiet. He had nothing to say. He's been having shit to say all year long. Came at Trina about protesting, you know, saying that she had a license and everything, so she was good with the police. Having something to say about the niggas who were still buying Gucci. Having something to say about any person who had anything negative to say about a black woman. So now when you are supposed to be in the company of a black woman who is injured supposedly while you're around if you're not the nigga who did it why are you not advocating to protect her why are you not advocating for some type of justice shit even if you didn't do it why aren't you trying to capitalize off of this situation since you've been working on the album there was no attempt to capitalize on that situation as if he was a co-victim. You can't tell me that he would not have attempted to do that if he was fully innocent in the situation. So she goes on, she speaks about the situation. 
it seems as though most people still, of course, believe that she was shot by Tory Lanez, but it was like, why, why, why why would he do that? And then on top of that, it was more so, I think it was just people hate to see, people like to see bad things happen to overly confident women. I think some men or women or whatever felt some type of resentment or just some type of, a little bit of laughing at her because you know, you get on the radio, you know, your songs, you talk all this shit about this, what you like, what you do, what you this, blah, blah. And then, hey, you fucking with Lil Midget Mac ass Tory Lanez and the bitch turn on you. I'm not even gonna lie myself. I did a little chuckle just thinking about all the athletes, all the niggas over five, nine in her comments who've been trying to fuck, who've been trying to get down with her. And she choose nose ring having ass Tory Lanez. What the hell? So some people are like, damn, bitch, that's what you get. And then, of course, there's the corny niggas who still going to say that because they just tired of bitches picking what they feel like the bad guys. You all say you want good guys, but then you go with these roughnecks, these people, the people were on Twitter dissecting the lyrics. He, of course, he's an abuser. He wanted to be with him as if she deserved that. That's weird mentality, fellas. And also, let me give you just a little advice. If those are the things that you are thinking, nobody's saying nothing is wrong with thinking that way. Nothing is wrong with thinking maybe she deserved a guy shot. There's nothing wrong with thinking that Tory Lanez might be fully innocent and maybe the friend shot her. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't complain about the caliber of women that you get and that you're surrounded by or whatever or not having a woman at all when your priorities and your way of thinking is fucked up. Because no decent woman is going to agree with that. Decent women have stopped listening to Tory Lanez. So what's the point of going on social media and being like, y'all can say what y'all want about Tory Lanez, man. I'ma still listen. This, the, the, the nigga's not Michael Jackson. I, I barely understood in the R. Kelly situation. R. Kelly has some undeniable classics where I feel like, you know, step in the name of love. Some shit that comes across is just like, oh, I can't do nothing about it. But I don't know anybody who just listens to you remind me of my Jeep on the regular. Like, it's just like an actor part of their playlist. Like, it, it should not be that hard. So, Tory Lanez, well, T.I. started it, and T.I. really should have shut the fuck up, and T.I. goes, and he decides to kind of put out there that that's not the situation. It didn't happen that way. Tory Lanez drops an album. So do you think he made it worse, better? I'm going to take my vote. I think he made it worse. I listened to the album. Of course I'm going to listen to the album. I'm nosy. That's why we all care about this situation, because we're nosy. People are going to stream the album. People who are online telling people, you crazy if you listen to the album. Boycott the streams. But they've already put out there that he's talking about the situation on the album and then he's putting it in broken pieces, of course people are going to listen to the album. For me, good album. Nothing wrong with it. Good music. If he didn't shoot Megan in the foot, this album would have put him on a whole nother level. Trey, I mean, what's his name? Tory Lanez. A Trey songs. I ain't forget about you pissing on bitches either. I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to get back to that. But, I mean, good album. 
But for me as a listener, I can't listen to artists that I fully, I fully, fully, really, really can't relate to. And I started listening to Tory Lanez in the sense of when he was talking about women, chicks tapes. I love the chicks tapes. I love them. When he's talking a little shit, just a little confident, I can relate to that. But this re-victimizing narcissistic shit that he's doing, I, I can't rock with that. One, he's not full out, he's not even flat out denying that she shot him in the foot. He's like teasing it. Number two, he's like putting doubt in the listener's minds. Like he knows that he did it and he's still like saying things that would make you think, oh, they really couldn't happen. How would I not shoot you? And how would I shoot you in the foot and not hit bones or tendons? To the point where the hospital that admitted Megan Thee Stallion released the information that she was indeed shot in the foot and from a bullet fragment. They had to investigate that. That's making it worse, Tori. Then you go on comments, according to the shade room, and you reply to somebody who said, well, maybe this friend shot her. Then you confirm, no, friend didn't shoot her. Then in the album, he talks about how they talked about their mother, you know, their dead parents. And then he talked, it was just sad. The nigga was just trying to get hella sympathy. He was, cause he knows he might, she might listen to it. So he's just trying to hit her in the heart, bring up those things that nobody really knew about to really try to get sympathy. That's what abusers do. That's what sociopaths do. Now, the Shade Room had a lot of information, but Gossip in the City was a blog, used to be Fame, Fame Los, or what was it called? I don't remember what it was called, but Fame, now they're called Gossip in the City. They released a story about Tory Lanez years ago about him abusing verbally, mentally, physically uh, one of his girlfriends, and she had put the information out of it. But because he was gaining success, signed to his label, they protected him. The same type of protection that Megan Thee Stallion spoke out about. So, for me, the antagonizing, the album is just extremely weird. It doesn't deserve a re-listen from me because it was just like, now that I know that he's talking about Megan Thee Stallion, and then it's like, you shot her in the foot, and then she never fully claimed you in the first place. Now, this is, this, this is, this is weird. Now I really believe you shot the bitch in the foot. If I didn't think so, I really, I believe it, I think so. I think you did it making the love love songs about her, pleading out for her, saying he still believes in you and me and the unity. That's, the nigga's crazy. So that's what I thought about the Tory Lanez album. Stop trying to tell people to not listen to the album. It's unrealistic to think that people are human beings. They're going to want to listen to the shit. But as far as the cancellation part, oh, he's canceled. Big shit, main shit. Like, uh, not even, I mean, I'm only saying the Super Bowl, but shit like Super Bowl, award shows, uh, being able to present some shit, and for, the nigga's done. Endorsements, he already said he lost 10 mil. And now Americans, we're going to debate who's guilty, who's not guilty. Same way, like, people are debating R. Kelly while the nigga is sitting in jail. 30 people come up talking about David Pistol, and there's still black people talking about, I don't know, man, them girls could have been lying. Ridiculous. All right, so really quickly, man, of course, it's election season. Everybody's been talking about to vote, not to vote. Um, if you're in the DMV area, I know a lot of people seen the video from Clem Klasik, a black Republican who has been, um, who is 
uh, pushing for Votan in Baltimore. And she, the video that she posted about Baltimore was actually putting on the Democrat leadership here and just how ineffective it has been. And it kind of snowballed into Trump retweeting it and gaining national attention. And it has got down to the conversation about uh, whether Democrats in, commu- in you know, your communities, how beneficial have they actually been? And I think that it's actually ruffled a lot of feathers um, because it's brought up the conversation in the black community about Democrats versus Republican when I don't think it was fully um, explained to us and laid out to us in the first place. I seen Meek Mill uh, post a video about, oh, they want us to vote, but they have not explained what Democrat or Republican really is, and that people were in the comments talking about well, you should have paid attention in school and this and that. And if that's the case, I really want to hear somebody it would just tell me the textbook or what. I mean, they of course they said it, but there's a snowball effect. You guys can't sit up here and talk about um, the communities and the public school system and how bad it is, but then still expect children there to retain information. Children, teachers who, terrible teachers, uh, who are, some of this, the worst schools have terrible teachers. That was in my time. But now I don't see that, you know, as much. I, even when I got to high school, you started seeing a lot of transplants, people coming to our communities, doing the best to try to teach the youth, um, just with positive attitudes, and we're seeing a lot more of that. And maybe now, uh, that conversation about Democratic and uh, Democrat and Republican, the, the pure difference between them is being discussed, but it wasn't discussed um, when I was a kid. So I think when you go into voting this voting season, fully explore what that is, who you're voting for, what you're voting for, and why. Um, definitely, you know, for people who vote locally, a lot more people tend to vote locally than, you know, in presidencies, and those are important because you do start to see a change when you, it seems like, well, you vote for the right person. Uh, now, my time is up now. I didn't talk about Tory Lane so much. I mean, I guess my time is up. Ink only gives you 30 seconds and 30 minutes, but thank you all for tuning in. Juicebox Podcast. Next time, next episode, right?